Welcome to the Simply Be podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Zweig. As the CEO of Simply Be Agency and author of the number one best-selling book, Be, this is your masterclass on personal branding. This show is a no bullshit look into what really goes into this work. There's a lot of misconceptions on this term, personal branding, and I'm here to give you the sisterly scoop on reshaping the way you see yourself. So welcome to the roadmap to building your platform and shining your light with your most precious asset, you. It's your time to simply be. This is a Soulfire production. You're listening to the Simply Be podcast, episode number 125. Well, hello, my beautiful, beautiful friends. I hope that this podcast is finding you peaceful right now. It's never lost on me how you could listen to any podcast on the market and you choose to listen to mine. So for that, I say thank you for taking me along on your day, whether you're driving in your car or you're multitasking or cleaning your house or taking a walk. Whatever it is, I just want to say thank you for being here with me, for being present with me on this episode today. I'd love to just take a minute, if you're not driving, to close your eyes with me. We're going to get into some big topics today. And I need to take a breath. (laughs) So I'm going to close my eyes and feel free to join me. I'm going to put both feet on my floor and just really feel my soles of my feet on the ground. I often picture golden chains like roots that go all the way through the floor, connected to the bottom of my feet, through the floor, through my building, down into the ground, all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way into the center of the earth. Mm, I just felt that. I hope you're doing this with me. And I envision those gold chains wrapping around a crystal. For me, it's a ruby, my birthstone. We're here in the month of July. You can pick whatever crystal you want. I feel the energy of that ruby pulsing through back up into the chains and it journeys all the way up back through the earth, back to the ground, up through my building, into the floor beneath my feet, into my feet, and my heart. Just open my eyes. I really hope that you took that journey with me. I have found that practices like that, grounding practices, allow me to attune and align to my authentic vibration. And when we move so fast and we're constantly go, 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 do, 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 we get disconnected from our beingness. We get disconnected from the truth of our essence. And by the way, if you look up the word be, in the dictionary, 
it's defined as one's essence, the pure existence of a thing or a person. So in order to tap into our authenticity, we have to slow down. We have to slow the fuck down. It's hard. It's hard to find the space to do that. I just went through that quick little meditation of grounding for myself (laughs) as much as I did you because I haven't really had much time today to do that. So we've got to sneak it in, find little micro moments and hopefully macro moments. I've been on this path of healing these last few months. Um, Not going to make any qualms about it. I hit a really dark patch in April, May, end of March, really into May. And a lot of it had to do with my, my book launch. It was this massive explosion, this massive euphoria cracked wide open and probably one of the biggest highs of my life. And then I came back down to reality end of March after the book launch was effectively over. And I was like, now what? (laughs) And I went through a postpartum where I was equally as raw. I was equally as open, but instead of it being all about my magical, exciting, buzzy book launch, it was about my business and the day-to-day fires that I was being forced to put out. And just every little prick felt like a dagger because I was so just open. And in that space of darkness, a lot came up for me. Things I have not looked at in years. Things that I have not allowed myself nor wanted to even address or own were still there. It's like, I'm, I've, done, I've done the healing work from my childhood. I'm good. I, I have, I've explored my trauma. I've explored my, my past and my pain and I have healed. <laughs> there was a really big part of me that felt that way. And in those last few months of feeling just totally raw and open in a way I had not felt in a long time, I realized how much was left to really shed. I realized that I had to excavate things that I had thought shedded that hadn't. And so I've been on this path of healing. And when I, when I say that, what I mean is I've I've hired up an army. <laughs> I talk about this in my book, Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself. In the second to last chapter of my book, Be, chapter 22, it's the chapter called Find Your Edges, where I talk about, to be frank, it's one of my favorite chapters in the book. It's where I talk about how you really become authentic, where you have to go into the edges of your life, where you have to stretch yourself beyond your comfort zone to meet your power, to meet a new, more conscious, more aligned, braver you. Because being authentic is scary. Being true to who you are and what really serves you is so scary because it's threatening, (laughs) truly, potentially to people in your life, people who don't know you, at least in your mind it might be, but you might really truly have 
people you love and people you care about, people you've known for a while, react in a negative way when you become authentic. And that's just part of the game when we play big and risk hard and stay true. Back to this chapter in chapter 22, it's called Find Your Edges. I talk about all of the ways in which I have expanded, why areas of growth and stepping outside of my comfort zone that I have tapped into my edges. And I've offered them up to my reader in a handful of ways to make their own. I talk about travel. I talk about masterminds and retreats and workshops. I talk about meditation. I talk about disconnection. I talk about dancing and and movement. I also talk about therapists, coaches, and healers. That has absolutely been an edge. And I say here in the chapter, I say, I often say running a business is hard. (laughs) True that. But running a life is harder. As your business grows, so will you. You will inevitably need to hire a professional support staff to help your business thrive, but you will also need an emotional support staff to help you thrive. In full transparency, of all the things I have ever spent money on, from my home to my clothes to even the places I have traveled, nothing compares to the invaluable investments. I have made in therapists, coaches, and healers. So I stopped seeing my therapist for quite some time. And I didn't really have, I have an amazing life coach, Gina. I talk about her all the time, but I didn't really have any other elements of my support staff kind of active. You know, I get that it's an investment of not just money, but time. And I hadn't really made the time over these last few years because I, like I said, I thought I was good. I thought I got to a place where I was like, hashtag healed. (laughs) And in these last few months, I have made the decision to activate a new set of healers and support. I am going all the way in to my healing and I have made my healing my number one priority. So I work with Gina. I hired a therapist. I hired a Reiki healer. (laughs) I'm working with a relationship coach. Me and my husband are doing some really powerful work on our, on our love. I've hired a Kundalini breathwork teacher. And I've had a couple specialty healers kind of come in for, you know, a, a single session, like an astrology reading or a priestess reading. Lots of fun things, but no, I know this sounds crazy and expensive (laughs) and it's definitely not cheap, but it's not the point. I have been really doing the work and leaning into getting as much feedback and mirroring and compassion, but also some tough love as possible so that I can elevate and activate to my next level of authenticity, because I was feeling out of alignment, not just from the darkness of a postpartum blues after a book launch, but in general, with my day-to-day life, with the people in my life, with the ways in which I was seeing the world at large. I knew something needed to shed. 
And so one of the things that I want to talk about in relationship to the art of shedding what no longer serves you is people. Because people make up the true fabric of our lives. And over the course of this last year and a half in the pandemic, we've all changed. We've all evolved. And I think coming out and into the world again, sort of reconnecting with people, for me at least, it's very evident just how much I've changed. And I've been feeling a lot of angst, to be frank, around certain people that have traditionally been, you know, my people. (laughs) And feeling like I was pouring a lot of emotional and mental energy into them and not really getting much back and feeling super upset about it, but not conscious as to why I was feeling upset. I'm just like, why am I so frustrated with this group of people? Why am I feeling so angry or, or rejected or out of the loop? And I actually was talking to some of my, let's call them my support staff, my emotional support staff was talking to quite a few of them about this. And I named this episode, the art of shedding what no longer serves you because it is an art. There is a level of intentionality, integrity, sophistication that comes with this. It's not just saying, fuck you, you're no longer like me. I'm no longer like you. I'm better. You're worse. You're better. I'm worse. Whatever story we might be creating in our minds around things being no longer in alignment needs to go. It's not at all about better, worse, higher, lower, more evolved, less evolved, went in this direction. I went in that direction. Therefore, we're no longer friends. (laughs) It's simply no longer an energetic match. The frequencies have changed. And that is beautifully okay. That is, in fact, beautiful. Period. It's the nature of things. I have been feeling a little bit rejected by certain friends. And I was making myself wrong. A lot of my inner child, middle school, high school, mean girl trauma was coming up. I was making myself question what was wrong with me. And on the flip side, I was making them the mean girls, making them mean, making them all wrong for the way they were acting. And I came to realize that none of that is fact. Each and every one of us are such beautiful people. There are such good intentioned people. And I guarantee if you look at the people that you 
feel triggered by, or you feel upset by or rejected by, or you feel like you want to shame for being them and operating the way that they are operating. If you were really to, to peel back the stories that we make up in our minds and just study the facts and zoom up and really look at this from your highest self, your most adult, mature self, not your inner child or your inner adolescent, but your highest self, you will see that, truth be told, everyone is genuinely incredible and trying to do their best at their core. That is the truth. At least that is the truth that I have chosen to look at my experience in these last few weeks and months through the lens of that truth. No one is bad. No one is good. They are who they are. And we may no longer be in energetic alignment. And shedding from that place becomes an art. It becomes a sacred act of respect for the other and self-preservation. I saw a quote on Instagram the other day that really was so divine to see. As we all know, things come into our purview in the most perfect of times. Nothing is an accident. Things are constantly sending us messages. And I found this one and I saved it. And I'm going to read it to you guys. It goes like this. Your boundary need not be an angry electric fence that shocks those who touch it. It can be a consistent light around you that announces, I will be treated sacredly. The first thing we must do is treat ourselves with sacredness. And the way that we, I believe, truly get there is by finding those micro moments and macro moments of beingness of tapping in and tuning in to the temple that is our minds, our bodies, our spirits, our souls. Something as simple as a grounding meditation that I hope you did with me for 20 seconds at the beginning of this podcast episode, all the way into an hour-long meditation, dinner by yourself, taking yourself into nature alone for a few hours. True solitude, for me at least, my friends, is where I find my neutrality. I can't make decisions to shed anything. I can't make any important decision from a place of emotional reactivity. Neutrality is that sacred space where we can truly align to what is true and authentic for us. That is where we find the art of shedding, where it's no longer, fuck you, I'm right. Fuck you for making me wrong. None of that. We all have, I think, a default system. In fact, my therapist told me this to catastrophize. We take the facts and we weave in the story in between, but the facts are the facts and the story is just in our minds. And the way that I'm able to truly see the facts personally is to close my eyes, get still, meditate, 
ground, dance, travel to new places and spaces and open up my heart and mind to really tap in to this space of beingness. And from that place, I can shed. I actually had a really powerful meditation a couple of days ago. I was sitting actually at my altar, just in my space, meditating. And as you all know, I'm about to turn 40. I'm in the middle of my 30 days to 40 campaign over on Instagram. Go find me there. And I saw these gates. It's hard to explain. I saw this visual image of these massive, massive gates. I was sort of standing in this big ass field with all of his green and through the gates was this crazy crystalline temple. And it sort of felt like the archways, if you will, out of my past decade, the 30s, stepping into my 40s. It was really, really wild. And where I was standing had like clouds. It was cloudy. It was dark, but not scary. It just had an overcast. And on the other side, through these archways into this sort of next space in the distance, I got the message that it's time to let go of pieces that don't match to what's in front of me. And I, I just offer this up to you because if we want to move forward into the next chapter, into the next decade, into the next version of ourselves, into the next job, into the next relationship, into the next month where we want to cultivate a new part of our journey, we have to let go of certain things that we're carrying with us right now. That's the only way we can move forward. And that image of the archways, it wasn't, it wasn't a doorway. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a bridge even. It was simply an opening. All I had to do was consciously walk through it in order to magnetize more of what's authentic in this new vibration. Like I said, it's an art. It's not complicated. In fact, it's beautiful. It's filled with love. It's filled with grace. It's filled with respect. When things no longer serve us, we just have to simply tap in, be, feel our neutrality, honor what we've been through, and take the next step forward. No drama, no shaming and blaming, just truth, our truth. It's okay when things are no longer in alignment. It's a sign that you are growing. It's a sign that you are on your path. It's a beautiful thing. I hope this was helpful. I have been struggling a little bit with all of these changes and quantum leaping and expansion and the darkness, the light, all of it. And my healers, God bless you all, have been so instrumental to my growth. And so I am simply offering it up to you, my community, because what I am experiencing, I believe at the end of the day is ultimately for the collective and just simply to give voice and, and to shine some light on 
what's possible for me and for you. I am celebrating my birthday this month, all month long in this month of timeless. Hope this was some timeless wisdom for you to really take with you and carry forward in your life in all of the ways. I am hosting a big fucking birthday party in Chicago on July 28th for my 30 days to 40. I am turning 40 on July 30th. So if you're just listening to this, I started a campaign on the 1st of July, heading all the way into the 30th, my actual birthday, where I'm posting every single day on Instagram, a memory of my 20s and 30s that have led me to this place at 40 as really a mirror for you to think about your own journey and how everything that happens to us is happening, in fact, for us. And to really honor all of the highs and all the lows and ups and downs and moments of sheer pain and moments of sheer celebration. And they all create this mosaic of the people we become. And it's just so fucking beautiful. It's art. It's art. You are art. (laughs) And the more you shed what no longer serves that masterpiece, the more vibrant that art becomes. I'm doing a giveaway also on Instagram that if you share with me what you're experiencing, what you're shedding, who you're becoming, your journey of whatever days you're taking to become your you, I'm going to fly you to Chicago for my birthday party, put you up in a hotel for a night, fly you in, all expenses paid to join me on July 28th at my big ass birthday event, which I'm talking all about on Instagram. So I'll leave a link to my Instagram here in the show notes so you can come find me. And hopefully if you don't live in Chicago, you can come join me at my birthday party. We're doing a big book signing. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff. So I would love to see my community there as many people as possible. Chicago in July is hot, 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 hot summer. It is so much fun in Chicago in July. It is the best month to be here. So uh, come find me on the gram and we'll play. I love you. Thank you for being here with me today in this episode. It was a raw one, a vulnerable one, but a hopefully a helpful one. I love you. I will see you on the next episode of the Simply Be podcast. Bye, guys. <laughs>